Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Family Mission Podcast. Hello. Hello. We are glad you're joining us here today. I'm joined by three amazing people that also (laughs) happen to be my family. We got my father, Mark. We got my mother, Kimberly. And got my brother, best of all. That's right. Sam. Sam, there you go. <laughs> Took the mic. No. That was like a dramatic pause. Dramatic pause. That Just was, for effect. Oh. Okay. I, makes but my heart happy y'all, that y'all love equally. each other that way. Yeah. Well, welcome. I'm so glad that you've decided to push that play button and join mm-hmm. us today. Welcome to the ta- table, the table, the table. That's right. Time the is table. a valuable thing, and we want to shoot to... We want to aim at making this the best 15 minutes of your day. Yes. Amen. So we're glad you hit the play button. And let's get back into our conversations in oh, where the we book going? of James. Oh, we're going to James. Ooh, to James. Kind of the New Testament equivalent to Proverbs. Just a lot of real practical things, a lot of real uh, wisdom-based, wisdom-rooted things. And in fact, in James 3, we're going to probably pick up a conversation again about the tongue and about words. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Boy. Well, hello. Verse 5 of James, chapter 3. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. Wow. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. Hello. That is so funny. I literally, I had that same verse as a launching point. And I had, you know. <laughs> I hadn't even had, said anything about it yet. I hadn't said anything yet. That's so cool. Well, because when we do these, um, we get in here and we just pray and then we kind of begin to just go. And so mm-hmm. where the Spirit leads us, there we shall go. That's right. We, don't, we were trying to make it where you're catching more of the pre sermon talk than actual <laughs> sermon, if that makes sense. We want you guys to catch some of the conversation because especially when you're preparing to get into like a ministry flow where you're sharing some things that the Lord's put on your heart, there is some preparation. Mm-hmm. And bringing people, I think, into that preparation can help you in your heart whenever you're digging in. The Lord's wanting to minister something to you or He's wanting to use you mm-hmm. in an area or your calling or what He's called you to do. This kind of practical explanation might help, you know, even your own conversation. Because my mom always likes to say, Preparation time is never wasted time. That's right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, here's the beauty Beautiful of what Latin. wisdom is. Wisdom, you know, as it pertains to James 3, you know, you talked about communication, Sam. You know, when a person stands up to speak, like in front of a congregation, to a group of people, there's something happening. There's a dynamic that's happening, and that is you're basically endeavoring to get them into a vehicle with you and take them somewhere. So there has to be a trust. There has to be a rapport. And when you go to the end of this chapter, when it talks about wisdom and the power of the word and the power of words, which is how we express our wisdom. It's how we speak our wisdom. It's how we deliver our wisdom. You know, obviously the life we live is going to communicate something, but our words are a big way that we communicate the wisdom that we have to give, whether it's a husband wanting to share wisdom with a wife, vice versa versa, parents with children, siblings, co-workers, whatever the dynamic children, is. back to parents. Exactly. You have to you have to gain that place of respect. In other words, you got to come from a certain place because otherwise you may set a fire <laughs> that you don't <laughs> want to start. You may get a forest, you know, ablaze Sweet that you don't want to get. Love. 
lips, sweet lips, sweet lips, sweet lips, sweet lips. Gotta always tune your tone. <laughs> tune your tune tone. Tune your tone. Oh, let's call that today's title. Tune your, your tone. tone. I like that. That's Dave. a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Put that on a t-shirt. Exactly. <laughs> tune your tone. So, again, with the wrong tone, with the wrong words, mm-hmm. with the wrong motive and the wrong place oh. you come. If you come from a hurt place, you might have wisdom to share. But when you come from a place where you're hurt or you got vengeance in your heart or you're just angry or all kinds of things, that's when we've all seen these fires get started. These little sparks that, you know, you might be having a conversation about one thing, but the next thing you know, you've got three or four other issues out on the table because that spark caught. And they're all burning And they're blaze. all burning ablaze. <laughs> I, think, I think it's important, you know, this whole, even this conversation, talking about wisdom. Well, what is wisdom? It's, you know, in Proverbs, there's a few scriptures um, about your tongue, about what you say. One of my personal favorites is better a fool keep his mouth shut mm-hmm. and be thought to be intelligent and then rather than to open his mouth and prove that he's an idiot basically <laughs> that is a total summary i'm summarizing that verse but there's that's the point of it is that you know sometimes it's better just to keep your mouth shut in the situation mm-hmm. than to open your mouth and create a fire now you know? yeah. but let's take this a step further because i think this is part of this very important pas- passage is that not only do we you know in in what you're saying, Sam, sometimes it's better to keep your mouth closed, but you better make sure that your heart's right and keeping your mouth closed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Because sometimes you can be stuffing it. Oh, you can be internalizing something, waiting to be a volcano and explode. Given the silent treatment. <laughs> Don't want to do that. Well, so there's healthy so there's ways balance. and unhealthy ways mm-hmm. to do both things is what we're what we're seeing here. But on in the end of James chapter 3, if you go down to verse 13, again, talking about whether that fire gets kindled or whether it, whether it doesn't, because we've, we can all readily you know, identify and we can all tell war stories about how you know, this thing sparked and then boom, next thing you know, it's burning on that side of the road, it's burning on that side of the road. And you know, sometimes you, you get in a place where you just can't win because you just got fires out of control. And I was thinking, I was sharing with the guys before we went live here, and Kim was joining us. I was sharing a passage out of Matthew 11 where Jesus said, uh, basically, he's communicating the fact that you're always going to have haters, especially among Pharisees, self-righteous people. And he basically said this. He said, John the Baptist came, and you said he had a demon because he didn't eat. But then I come, and I eat with you know sinners and tax collectors, and you call me a glutton. In other words, you just which which one is it? <laughs> oh, both. You just can't win with a Pharisee. That's the point. You just can't win with a self righteous person. It's just like trying to you know catch the bar soap in the tub. It's just like bloop, bloop, it's just bloop. everywhere. It's just everywhere. Well, and that's so, and that's where the fires come from. You know, mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. Sometimes people and there's a term that people use and it's called gaslighting. There you go. And that's basically kind of in the vein of what we're talking about. You can accuse someone. You know, and start a fire or something they didn't do. Uh-huh. So now they're in trouble for not doing something. And then when they do the opposite, you're then, well, you shouldn't have done that. You know, yeah. you play both sides of the coin. And it's important that we, because that only starts with the other person. We can't control other people, but mm-hmm. we can control our heart. We can control our tongue. Yeah. You know, and James earlier on in that uh, chapter three, he talks about if a man 
can control his tongue, he can control his whole body. And even some translations say he is a perfect man. Yeah. In other words, you're you're really in a place of maturity and Christ-likeness if you and I mm-hmm. can actually control our tongue and connected to the tongue, control our heart and allow our heart to be in that healthy place. In fact, the run on to chapter three, of course, chapter two wraps up by saying, who has pure and undefiled religion? Mm-hmm. He says, don't claim to be religious. Don't claim to know the truth if you don't bridle your tongue. Yep. Because true and, and faultless religion is this, that you, yes, visit the widows in their need and the orphans in their plight, but it mentions you bridle your tongue. Bridle That's your the tongue. foundation point. You're going to control your words. You're going to steer your words. You're going to be intentional about what you say, if you say, when you say, how you say. You're going to use your words like a tool, like a craftsman to build something, right? Right. Exactly. Right. (laughs) And even in that, it talks about, you know, your faith in your works, but it talks about, you know, leading up to, again, your heart. Where you're at says perfect religion is this, that you would also keep yourself unstained Mm -hmm. from the world. In other words, there's an element to how do I control my tongue? You well, separate yourself from the world. You separate Hello. yourself. You don't allow into your eyes, into your ears, mm-hmm. the same thing, because what you put in is what's going to come out. Mm. And the sarcasm and all of the crazy Lord. of this world. Help. I mean, the, critical, the criticalness of this world Let's is talk unbelievable. About that. We are saturated in a culture that is critical. We are. Social media has made uh, people judge and jury and, you know. Everything in between. The executioner. You, know, you are everything through social justice, social media. And then on the other side, you know, like you were saying, you know, how we, um, you know, what were you saying earlier? Sarcasm. Well, the the sarca- sarcasm. Yeah, the, the incessant sarcasm. Well, and we are in such a culture-canceling mm-hmm. um, mindset in society that really, that goes Every every part of that goes exactly against the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So we have to have a different flow in our home than what the world's flowing in. And we we have to be consistently pushing back. And, you know, I'll just say it, and some people probably think, oh, well, my goodness. We actually were very, 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 and I'll say it very, and the guys will agree very, um, we we were very guarded in our home. Mm-hmm. We didn't let just anything in. And if it was not going to build your spirit, man, you weren't watching it and you weren't listening to it. And we guarded how conversations went. Mm-hmm. We told yeah. the guys numerous times, you know, um, if it starts going the wrong way, we're going to put an end to this. I mean, because yeah. um, we just weren't going to allow strife in the home. No. We weren't going to allow, you know, anger to go unbridled because if it goes in that direction, mom and dad, whoever was present or both of us, we were going to shut that down and we we're going to bring it back into a more healthy, wholesome way of resolving whatever conflict it was. But there's a better way to handle it. And, you know, we did that all in love. It wasn't something that, you know, we were um, we were mean about, um, but we were very intentional about it because where there's strife, there's every evil work That's where the there's where there's criticalness and sharp. You got sharpness. You got you got judgmentalness coming out of that. You, you got all kind of stuff. And criticalness comes from entitlement. I mean, all it is, like, if you're being critical of someone else, it's because you believe 
to whatever degree that you've got it all figured out 100%. Because that's the only reason you would be able to make, hopefully, any accurate critique of someone else and whatever the discussion is, mm-hmm. you know, in that strife. And see, that's where humility and, like you said, addressing. You know, you can't fight a fire with fire. Again, we're talking no. about these fires, you know. <laughs> if you're going to shut down strife, and, you know, anger or an argument, you can't just get loud and say, shut up. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to help. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, they might respond and be like, you know, physically be quiet, but then I guarantee you they're going to stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. how dare they yell at well, me? Because, What's the first thought that comes? Because in all of this, you know, when we're talking about our tongue, true communication ceases in a threat environment. So whenever we... Um, in our home, guarded our home, and we still do. I mean, hey, we still do. We, you will not find us just looking at the latest Netflix, whatever you call that. Netflix. Well, thank you. <laughs> I don't even know what you call it. <laughs> um, you know, the things that are going on in our house are teaching, worship, teaching, worship, teaching, worship. You know, it even says earlier in the book of James, just to kind of tag on to what you were saying, that even now to this day, you don't get to just tame the tongue and it's like tame and now you just leave it alone. This is something you have to monitor every every single day, every moment of the day. It is not something like it said in the book of James, you can just train an animal and then the animal's trained. No, the tongue can, it can be controlled, but it can't be tamed where you then just leave it alone, put it on autopilot and you're good to go. Won that battle. Let's move on to something else. How many of y'all country folk have had a horse? (laughs) <laughs> that that that's a big commitment. You're when you because you're you're tame, you've tamed the animal, but it's every day you're out there with the horse. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what else you're doing. Every day you're out there with the horse. Even if you have a, a dog or a cat, those I mean pets. Mm-hmm. Even than that, you still have to monitor them, make sure they're not up to something they shouldn't be. You know <laughs> where they're supposed to be in the house or outside or whatever you're standing in is, is on that. But so you got to make sure you your nose, monitor make them. sure your tongue isn't going somewhere it shouldn't. You know, exactly. Kind of keep an eye on your tongue; it might be getting in the cookie jar. <laughs> yeah, you better watch out. <laughs> well, see, it's, a, it's important. Yeah, because that thought came. I really want a cookie, and then you said out of your mouth, "Man, I think I'm gonna find a cookie," and then you're eating it. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's all and then you're going. Like, oh, so it boy. starts with our thoughts, mm-hmm. too. That's mm-hmm. right. Oh, got to take every thought captive and bring it into the obedience. Because death and life is in the power of the tongue. That's right. Proverbs eighteen thirty one, And that simply means this. There's no empty words. No empty words. Every word either contains life. Or it contains Dang. death. We would like to think we got like this gray zone. We or don't. Just yeah. neutral words. But no, every word, either every word either contains life or it contains death. And it's not necessarily the formula of the word. Mm-hmm. It's the heart behind the word. I want to mm-hmm. make sure that's caught. You know, it's not just, okay, this, these words I can say. These words I can't say. Well, if that would have worked, the Israelites wouldn't have needed Jesus to come. <laughs> we wouldn't have needed Jesus. We could have just lived by the law. Mm-hmm. Don't say this. Say this. That's not the point. The point is, where's your heart? Mm-hmm. When you say the word, is it bridled? When your tongue is bridled, it means your heart is in a place of servitude, submission to the Lord, submission to the word, mm-hmm. submission to the Holy Spirit, so that when you speak, and even if you misspeak, there's an opportunity in a very quick yeah. nipping in the bud of, hey, you know, I'm so sorry. I, I, that just should not have come out of my mouth. 
Well, and something that you said in all of that, I think, is important, too. You know, we're the law. Why was the law put there? It was for instructional foundation. And so when when we live in a place that we're aware what you were just speaking of, the holiness comes up. We come up because we are guarding, because we realize, because our heart's desire is to live in a pure way mm-hmm. and, and in a godly way. So, it, you know, it's important. Amen. Well, because here's a good physical example of this whole idea that we're trying to get across is you have um, you have tools and you have many specific types of tools. And a very common one is the hammer. Mm-hmm. That The hammer is used to build, put nails together, yes. you know, keep things together. You know, if you need to pull, pull nails out and do all different, you can use for decorating and you can use it for really getting some things solid. But also it does have another purpose that is not, um, I mean, you can also put a hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that and and that's all behind your It can be destructive. Intent. And it's your intent behind what you're how you're using. So it's not the hammer. It's that's the worm holding the hammer. Oh, and what it's intended for. That could go in so different. <laughs> there's a prime one I'm not dropping. I know. We want to say it. I just think but this is the same point with our tongue. Again, is it the actual muscle in your mouth? No. no, it's where's your heart? How are mm-hmm. you wielding such a responsible, um, you know, tool such that we can create tool. or to destroy? It says good and evil, life and death mm-hmm. are in the tongue. So it's there's this ability for the tongue to create or the ability for the tongue to destroy. And how are we wielding it? Basically? And and we'll go one step further as we're closing and bringing up our 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 program to an end today. And this is just food for thought because. You know, Scripture also says that we will give an account for every idle word, which is a non-producing word. So life and death is in the power of our tongue, Mm -hmm. but we're also going to give an account for those things that we do speak. (laughs) So we'd be quiet a whole lot more. That's right. If we realized slow to speak, slow to speak. I think that's in the book of James somewhere. Oh, slow, slow to speak. <laughs> so, Quick to listen. So may you um, just be stirred today and uh, may the Holy Spirit help you lead and guide you and give you the ability to um, just shake off maybe words that you have said in the past, repent, and then ask the Lord to help you give life speaking words. That's right. Amen. Life speaking words. And let the wisdom of God flow in your home.